Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. After the 19, starting in the 19th. Do things that are bad in their careers, like they have to make payroll and you have to, people make mistakes. You need to understand the legal market. You need to understand. Okay, so we're going to uh, get started. This actually, uh, this topic that I'm doing today is uh, a little bit different than uh, the topic I was originally going to do about product market fit and marketing yourself, because this is a foundational topic, I think, for how to learn about this issue and other ones I do will be more about marketing. I'll probably do that one next week. But this particular webinar today is about how to treat your career like a small business. And this actually is one of my favorite topics. It's something that a lot of people that I've, I've given talks on this before have benefited quite a bit from it. And it's something that if you're in law school or you're a very experienced attorney, it's something that I think will hopefully be one of the more powerful presentations you ever hear because there's so much here that people miss. It's something that I see from people that I deal with all the time that go out of business with their careers, that uh, have good careers for their business. And this sort of thinking style is really, I think, it's going to be a game changer for you if you're, you know, if, if you spend time and understand what I'm talking about today. So just a couple notes, this is a live webinar. What I will do is after the presentation, we'll take a quick break for not very long, like uh, maybe five to 10 minutes, 90, I'm sorry, one to two minutes. And then after taking a quick break, we'll come back and, and then um, answer questions. So any questions you have about this webinar or anything really in particular, we will take at that time. So let's get started. One of the things that most attorneys do not do, and uh, it's a mistake, is they don't take the time to consider their careers that are actually businesses. And what used to happen in the legal world is in up until like the 1950s and 60s, if people came out of law school, the idea was you would take the bar and then and then you had a license to operate a business. And after the 19, starting in the 1960s and the late 1950s, larger law firms started to, happen, to, to grow. And the law was considered a different business, meaning it was a bunch of attorneys working together instead of more people that were working in large groups and things like we think about right now. So your career is really no different um, than any small business. You have a product and you're the product and you're selling that to an audience. And so if when you think about this, you have to really come to terms with what a business is and understand what that means. And you have to run your career exactly someone a business uh, people someone a business person runs your business and you have to think a lot about business things in terms of what you're going to be doing with that product and for me it's very interesting because i speak to people hire me like consult to consult with law firms uh, i'm hired by people with small law firms people with large law firms sometimes and most of the time when you see people having problems whether it's in their career or a law firm it said a lot of times they don't understand a lot of the essentials of business. And businesses, by the way, have to survive. And they survive by selling their product as much for as much money as possible. And also, you have to think about your career that way as well. So sometimes you can't sell the product for a lot of money. Other times you can. So you have to understand how to have a product market fit and quite a bit of other things. And to be a good business, you have to keep understand a lot of business realities that determine how a business operates. And what that means is it means you have to stay in business. And I see attorneys like I today, like I, I was reviewing candidates for a, a few hours, like people applying 
to work with PCG before this meeting. And it's just fascinating. I see all these people whose career started at firms and in New York and things, and then within six months are out of a job and have been out of a job for a while. I see people uh, that never get their businesses off the ground, that graduate from law school and don't have jobs. I see people that work for several years in a law firm or in-house and then go out of business. And so all this stuff about staying in business is hugely important. I was thinking today, if you're like a first-year associate or you're an experienced attorney, you have to be providing very good service to your employer or they will just replace you. It's really very difficult. It's no different when you go into a, a really good restaurant. A really good restaurant uh, is going to provide very good service. And if it doesn't provide very good service, you're going to go elsewhere. If it doesn't have a good product, you're going to go elsewhere. So all this stuff about service and product that a business needs to do is very important. And I see this literally on a daily basis. I, I see attorneys that make very bad decisions with their career. Sometimes they make them not understanding of the decisions they make. I see people all the time that are like, I want to do this practice area. And yet there's no one doing that practice area in the entire market that they're doing. And because it's just not good. I see people now that are trying to sell, that are trying to corporate attorneys and things in markets where there's no openings. I see people refusing to leave certain markets because they don't want to, they only want to sell their stuff somewhere. Companies make bad decisions that result in them going out of business. But people and attorneys all the time make very bad decisions with their careers. They, and sometimes they make good decisions, but a lot of times they don't. And it's very sad. And I want you to understand like right now how important like it is to understand this stuff. Because if you understand it, you will have a good career. If you don't understand it, you're going to have a lot of problems and you're not going to know what happened. You're going to be like, what's the, what, why am I out of business? Like the other thing too that's funny is you see... A lot of people that are in practice areas that aren't marketable, like they're in practice areas that aren't marketable. They might have been marketable a year ago, but then they say, oh, I deserve, I want to make a minimum of $250,000 a year when there's no jobs. So you, sometimes you have to like lower, you have to price yourself like a business. And sometimes people concentrate in aspects of the legal profession that is obsolete or is not in all, it's not in demand and they expect to be selling their products, meaning themselves, in a location where there's no openings. If you're in New York right now or the Bay Area and you're trying to get a job as a corporate attorney, like you're going to have a very difficult time because there's not a lot of jobs. So if there's no demand, what do you do? The first thing is if there's no demand, you do whatever you freaking can to stay employed. But many times it's just about how you package your resume. I do a lot of talk about resumes and how you package yourself. So many people are trying to say, hey, I do trademark, I do corporate, I do a little bit of litigation, and they put all that in their resume. That's like opening a uh, restaurant and saying you do Indian, American, Mexican, and French food. That's not going to sell. People do not buy that, but people do this with their resumes all the time, and they expect to get jobs. It's absolutely crazy. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. 
That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Sometimes people choose to work in areas where there are no jobs. They work in dying Rust Belt small cities where they used to sell lumber, manufacture lumber. They work in areas with no population. They work in, they work in practice areas where no one is ever going to hire them in that area because there's none of that work. And this is crazy. Sometimes people do things that are bad in their careers. Like they have a, some kind of crisis. They will, I don't know, like a company will have some sort of crisis. It will do something wrong and everyone will dislike it. And, and attorneys are the same way. You have to protect your brand as an attorney. So that's very important. Uh, sometimes people get too old. And I'm saying that in any way to be uh, discriminatory. But if a just keep in mind, if a, if a mall opens and it's selling the way things did in the 1980s or 1970s, it's probably not going to be in business too long. The store opens and it's selling things that aren't be continually being um, upgraded. That's a problem. So you have to think about yourself as a product. And sometimes people think, oh, I should only have to apply to a few firms to get a job. That is insane. That's like saying every person, every company with a product should only have to try to sell it to a few places. And that's not, that's a problem as well. Hold on a second. And so that's a problem as well. So people do that all the time. And your career, by the way, is a business and you're a product. Just, you have to think of yourself like a product, like it is a business. You cannot get too over joyed with your ego and think this is the kind of work that I do. This is the kind of money I should make. You have to think of yourself as a business. If a business, by the way, has a bunch of products that no one is buying, the first thing it does is it tries to find another place to sell the product. Or if the product's not selling still, it lowers the price. It accepts less money. So you need to understand that a lot of these business principles will help you market yourself. And it's something that if you understand all this, is going to be hugely beneficial. Like you need to think like a business person. And the problem is lawyers, most of them don't think like business people. They expect because they have this experience that people should come to them and give them business. They expect because they have this certain pedigree that people should come to them and give them business. But it's, or they should, people should respect what they do because they're, they're an expert and it's, it's really dumb, but I'll talk more about that later. But the first thing I want to un- make people understand too, and I think this is very important, especially uh, if you want to work for other people, I believe that working for other people is actually uh, a very smart thing. And I'll tell you why. Think about your career uh, and working for other people as a business. You'll realize that there's a lot of, uh, there's very few businesses, by the way, that offer higher pay for less risk than working for someone else in the legal profession. You get the ability, if you work for someone else, to often shut off work when you're not there. You get the ability to leverage other people's assets and clients and stuff as your own. And you get to be the ability, you have the ability to be part of a social network of people that are supporting each other, hopefully, and concentrating your efforts on one thing. And working for other people has a, a ton of rewards. They can be logical, 
uh, financial and other types of rewards. But when you're working for someone else, you're still in business for yourself. Your employer is taking the risk. If it's a law firm, they have to pay all of their staff, including their attorneys, on time. They have to pay for office space. They have to defend against malpractice suits. They have to buy insurance. They have to keep the computers updated. They have to think about it. They, there's so much work that they have to conflicts, checks, they have to do all these things. The employer is taking all that risk. And another secret of working for other people is that you can take advantage of economies of scale in various inefficiencies. So if you go to work for a large enough company, for example, the company will be throwing off huge amounts of money with thousands of people, and you can claim your desired share of this compensation. It's the same thing with law firms. If you're in a law firm and you're able to become a partner, you're suddenly making money from all the work that associates are doing. And that's extra money. The associate might be paid one-fourth of what of, of what they bill out. And that's extra money that comes in that enables you to have much more money, use economies of scale. But a lot of times when I meet people at public functions and uh, other types of things that are working for other people, they almost all universally tell me that they want to start their own businesses. So that's really their long-term goal. It's doctors, accountants, lots of lawyers, and everybody seemingly wants to start their own business. And I, to be honest with you, I, I can understand a lot of the reasons for that. But in general, I think it's very hard to understand because when you meet people that have very little education and, and become fabulously wealthy, they rarely want children to follow in their footsteps. So a lot of times these are people that are first generation Americans that come over and start these businesses. And they, the first thing they do is they try to send their kids to the best schools. And then they want, they want their kids to become doctors and lawyers. No, not always, but a lot. They look at that as respectability and being part of the, the right part of society and so forth. So that's important to them. And they want their kids to go to school and become professionals and work for other people. So this is the dream of people most of the time in other countries. And it's something that you should think about because it, it's actually, there, there's a lot of reasons for this. When you're working as a lawyer for other people, or whether it's a law firm or a company, you get respect. The stress is different. You get predictable income. You get the ability to learn with other groups of people. You're a different part of society. And all I'm saying to you that I want you to understand is that working for other people is something that some of the most successful people in the world want for others. And there's nothing wrong with you uh, wanting that for yourself. You still need to think of yourself as a business, but it's very important to understand. And so a lot of Americans, by the way, are under a belief that it's better to work for themselves. And they stay fixated a lot of times on this throughout their careers. So when you're working for someone else, you're actually already in business. And working for others is smart. It can be a very shrewd choice for people. And, and it's also actually advisable in most instances, especially if you're an attorney, to work for others rather than yourself. And the reason is because you're constantly learning. Other people are supporting you when things are slow. You have tons of different reasons. But here's an example to think about that I think is pretty important. And this is an example that I talked about with numerous people. Now, if you have a company or a business and the business is doing $100,000 in revenue per year, that's no different than having a company that's generating a million dollars a year and basically, and with a 10% profit margin, just without getting into too many specifics in terms of business, what that means is that means that the 10% profit margin is actually good. 
This is if you have a business, having a 10% profit margin is something that a lot of businesses don't do. They have less than that. So if you're making $200,000 a year, that's like having a business generating $2 million a year. If it's 500, then that's like having a business generating 5 million. So without all the headaches, you're just getting paid. So it's actually very smart to work for others. And when you work for others, there's a lot less risk. Other people are, are risking capital. They're risking all this stuff and not you. And, and that's actually one of the big reasons that people uh, want to work for others and because the other people are taking the risk. And, and if you choose the right company or the right law firm, you can often have a ton of security. So a few years ago, I was meeting with a, a lawyer and, and was making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year at the time. And he was telling me how interested he was in starting a business. And the more I thought about it, the more incredible I realized that make what a salary like this is, what it's worth. And so he was talking about how he wanted to start one business after another. One of them was a winery, the other was an ice cream store or something. And in the winery, uh, I guess there's a dry cleaners was another one. And he just had all of these businesses. They just went on and on. And, and when I asked him what sort of profit margins he wanted to make, he said, at least 10%, which is pretty common. So just think about this. So in order to make $200,000 a year running a business, you essentially are going to need to bring in at least $2 million a year. And if, so if a bottle sells at $5 wholesale, that means you're going to have to make something like 400,000 bottles to, to make, bring in $2 million. Or if it's $10, you'll have to sell 200,000 bottles. So this is something that I think is important to understand with a business that it's very difficult running a business. And this particular person told him about this and he gave it some thought and he's still practicing law today. So you have to think of what you're starting a business or thinking about starting a business, why working for others is often a very good thing. And running a business is very difficult because most businesses fail and almost all of them do. The statistics are something incredible. So there's different types of businesses. I know just in one area where I go out to eat all the time, I like to go out to eat there because there's always new businesses. They're just new restaurants. They One closes and another opens up. It's the same thing in an era I live with clothing stores. They're just constantly going out of business, coffee shops. So the idea is most businesses fail and it's very difficult to run a business. And, and I just want everyone to understand uh, how difficult it is and some of the skills that are necessary to run a business as opposed to working in a law firm or a company. So a couple of years ago, I hired someone that became a world famous executive consultant. And I hired him to come in and, and he'd written books and do done all this stuff. And so I hired him to come in and give me some opinions about how I should be running my business. And at the time, these businesses had over 700 employees. They were generating millions of dollars a month and, and were doing very well. And I spent a full day with this coach or this business expert who charged me $40,000 and basically sat there and told me everything that I was doing wrong. This is what these kind of business coaches do. And what's funny is they tell you everything that you're doing wrong. And then the next step is they're going to help you fix it, which is even more money which I didn't buy onto. But when he was telling me all this stuff, he had really good ideas. And, and I said to him that he would be a very good CEO. I said, if you know so much about 
running companies. So why don't you try to go work it for a company and be a CEO or something like that? Because you would you have very good skills. And he had a good education. He was a commanding presence and uh, all this stuff. And and then he, when I told him that, I said it in a way that I was really pushing him for an answer. And he said something I'll never forget. He said, uh, I could never run a real business. He said, I've never been able to fire people. I just can't do it. And so it occurred to me, of course, that I was paying this guy, what was it, probably $5,000 an hour. And he didn't even have the, the nuts to be able to fire people. And this is the kind of stuff that if you own a business that you have to do, and you often have to do it alone, you have to take on popular positions for the benefit of company or the company or whatever business you're working on. And, and you have to do that regardless of how it affects uh, your psyche. Other things with the business, and again, I'm just telling this to you because I want you to understand what's on kind of the other side of all this when we start talking about your career specifically, but their budgets, there's payroll, there's people get sued for stupid things, and the stress is incredible. There's so many things like this that come up when you're running a business. There's to make payroll, you have to, people make mistakes, you have to fix mistakes, you've got clients, you've got all this sort of stuff. And when your business, when you limit your business exposure to your career and working for someone else, you're often much, much better off. What I'm trying to say is that working for others is running a business. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. And so when you work for someone else, you still need to run yourself like a business. So here are some of the business realities I think that you should understand. So first, any business uh, needs to have a marketable product. And this is one of the most basic and fundamental things of running a business. You don't go into any business without a pro that doesn't have a product. Uh, they need something to sell. And, uh, and this product actually needs to be marketable. It needs to be marketable uh, for the price you're charging. It needs to have some sort of identifying characteristic that makes it valuable. And this means, you know, that you have to practice area and practicing law in a way that it's marketable wherever you are. Meaning if you're in rural Michigan or you're in downtown Minneapolis, you have to have something that's marketable wherever you are. And you have to think about what is your product? What, who are you? What are you? What do you offer? What makes you different? Because if you don't look different or you're not offering something, then you're going to have a pretty hard time finding the job. I'll, I'll just be frank with everyone too, is that the only attorneys that consistently get jobs are ones that have a, a single practice area that they do. You can say you do three or four different things, but that's hiring uh, someone to put carpet in your house or and, and then asking them to do roofing too. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. This is what people do. And so there's lots of professions that are you know, marketable in some geographic areas and others. And there's lots of different types of attorneys that are marketable in certain geographic areas and not others. And so an example, this is just a pretty simple example, but 
imagine if you moved to New York City and you said you were a cowboy and that's what you wanted to continually do. Does that make sense? But people do this all the time. It wouldn't be profitable to be a financial analyst. might be now if you could do it remotely in rural Wyoming, but it would probably be profitable and you would probably have a decent product and chance of doing that in New York City. Regardless of where you are, you also have to understand that your practice area and the location you choose and also the practice setting is always going to be under attack at various points in time. So what does that mean? If you were a computer programmer, and this is just kind of an example, 15 years ago and you had all these skills, you would probably, you would be very well off. You would have a bright future, but you would be able to make a lot of money. There would be a lot of demand for you. Things would be very good. However, a lot of these jobs now have been outsourced to India and Romania and other locations where they can be done more cheaply. And not only that, with AI tools like ChatGPT and all this sort of thing, now people are just having code written with that and all of the work and things that need to be done before can be done by that. So that's not, a, that's not the type of thing that people would be smart going into at this point. It's not a sellable skill. So someone that's doing that trying to make a certain type of money doing it has to be careful and it's something they continue doing. And it's the same thing with different practice areas. Certain practice areas of people are practicing law and are constantly uh, under threat. Right now, just to give you some examples, uh, real estate and corporate are, are very slow. And that's not good for people in the short term. Also, you have practice areas that used to be with huge demand, like patent prosecution, where um, that's not going on as much anymore. So you need to understand the legal market and you need to understand your practice area and you need to understand where you can sell it. And that's the game. It's not expecting people to come to you. It's understanding um, where you can sell things. And so at all points in time, you have to understand how marketable your product is. How do you understand how marketable your product is? If you send out a bunch of resumes and get a ton of interviews and whatever you're trying to do, you have probably have a marketable product. If you send out a bunch of resumes and don't get any interviews, you probably don't have a marketable product. I'll tell you something that's interesting to me. I uh, went to, anyway, after I graduated from law school, I went back to Detroit to clerk for a, a federal judge. And, and so when I got into the last month or two of my clerkship, uh, I started contacting firms in Detroit. There were only like five or six big ones that I was interested in. And then I contacted firms also in Los Angeles because I thought it would be fun to live there. And to my astonishment, uh, actually, I probably applied to 10. I got some kind of screening type interviews and follow-ups with firms in Detroit, but none of them had at the time. It was a very slow legal market there. None of them had any work. And so I didn't get any offers. I felt like uh, I was a failure and there must be something wrong with me, even though I had this clerkship and had gone to a good law school and done well there. And I was from Detroit. There just wasn't anything going on. All of a sudden, when I sent my resume to Los Angeles without the bar, without with no contacts there, never had been there. I thought it was like flying to Europe from Detroit. It's a big flight and everything. And so I didn't realize. But anyway, so I went there and there was tons of interest. And so it's just a marketable. There was more things to do there. And that's like anybody that's you know, watching this. Where are you marketable? Are you marketable in some graphic areas and not others? Who knows? But uh, you have to have a marketable product. And then you also understand the importance of your brand when you're marketing a product. And what does that mean? That means everything in your career 
is going to have an ultimate impact in your brand. So that means how many places you've worked. That means the quality of your employers. That means your practice area setting. That means your practice area. That means the quality of your early decisions in terms of law school. It means uh, whether or not you've been going up in terms of the prestige level of your employers or down. It means the size of your employer, the type of clients you're working at, all these sorts of things. And so you have to have a good brand and you have to think about your brand. You can't just make decisions like with a instantly and think you're doing something smart. Like a lot of people, and I'm not saying this is a good or bad thing, but decide uh, to take jobs that they shouldn't take. They may work temporarily someplace. They may do this. They may do that. They may take time off to go travel. Who knows? But that's going to all have an impact on your brand. So you need to say, if I was buying this brand, what would I want to see? Would I want to see employment stability? Would I want to see the person moving up? Would I want to see they're committed to working in the government if that's what they're doing? Or would I want to see they're committed to working in the law firm? Would I want to see that they're well-known and thought of? Would I, I mean, who knows? All these sorts of things. The best brands of attorneys typically work in the most competitive markets. That's not always the case, but it often is. And often the, the worst brands can work in the least competitive markets. And I don't say that in a way to be hard on people, but if, if you, it's much harder to, to be, have a competitive brand in a market where there's a lot of competition for what you're doing and what the kind of work you are than, than others. An example. So if you want to work in a, an investment bank in New York City, you probably, if it's a good one or a big one, you're probably going to want to go to uh, something like Harvard or Stanford or one of the MIT or one of these great business schools or Chicago than, than going to the University of Phoenix at night for an MBA. You could do that, but it's not going to get you a, a position at a big bank in New York. It's just not going to work. I was working with this law firm that's starting up to you know, health insurance companies or something in this big case cases, and they only want to see people from Harvard, Stanford, and where else the other school? Yale. Those are the only three schools they're, they're recruiting from which is insane, but that's what they want to be is their brands. So I'm not trying to be insulting to schools. I'm not trying to be insulting to, to anyone. But if you want to get certain jobs, you have to have a certain brand and you have to understand what can you do with your brand uh, to do the best. And the third thing you need to know how to do is you need to be able to market your product in the best possible way. So this is another, this is one of the dumbest mistakes and this is what I was going to do a webinar on just this topic today, but I want to give you some context on it before I do the webinar. But you need to know how to market your product to do the best you possibly can. You need to put your brand before a lot of people uh, to make the most sales, which means to get the most interviews and job offers. You have to get your resume if you're trying to get a job in your fix your resume so it's good. You have to get it out to a lot of people in order to make sales. This is what people do. Think about, I go out to my mailbox every day and there's all this junk mail. And these are people trying to sell things. My phone's always ringing with things, trying to sell me things. Now I get texts about people trying to sell things. This is what people do. I pick up magazines and there's ads. I browse the internet and there's ads. They're all over. So this is what people do. They market themselves. This is what companies do. And you are a business and should be doing the same thing if you're looking for a position. And so you need to understand all of this and, and why it's important and how to really market yourself the most effectively.
That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.